Hey guys, welcome to the Service Hub where we talk about tips and tricks for your service business success. Today we have your co-host slash guest for the day, Parker Williams. He's the owner of Wasatch Bike Pros, which is a mobile bike shop. Uh, it's okay if you've never heard of that before. I never had until I met Parker. So say what's up, Parker. What's up, guys? Stoked to be here. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's just jump in a little bit. Um, so from what I understand, you have a bicycle shop. However, it's all on wheels at your service, at your door. Tell us a little bit about how that showed up. And uh, I don't know, just give us your backstory on the mobile bike shop. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I was managing a store up in Idaho uh, about five years ago, six years ago. And uh, um out the window, I saw this lady pull up in her, her van and she had to pull out her and her kids' cars, all or her and her kids' bikes out of the car. And uh, um, I remember just thinking like, dude, poor lady, like, what are, what are you doing? Like, why are you bringing all the bikes? Like, why are you stuffing them all in the car? Like, it was, it was, a, it was quite the sight. So I hurried and ran out and helped her bring the bikes. And um, that's when I kind of realized like, it's a pain to bring your bikes to the store and drop them off. And, and not only that, but I also like, um, a couple other shops I've worked at too, we would have customers come and, you know, in the middle of the summer, we, we'd get super backed up. We'd be out like two weeks. And so our, our enthusiasts are the ones that are like really into biking, um, would have to leave their bikes there for like a week, two weeks. And that you could always tell they were just like, ah, I don't want to leave it here for two weeks. Is there any way I can schedule it or like drop it off the day before? And, and we would accommodate, but you could tell that was a pain point for people to bring the, sh the bike to the shop and drop it off. And so that's where the mobile bike shop kind of came into place. And I saw somebody else doing it. So I'm not, I don't want to claim like uh, you know like you're the brainchild of yeah I'm not like the brainchild <laughs> of the mobile bike shop like it was definitely being done before um but I ran with it and started a shop in Arizona um about four years ago and yeah I've been doing that ever since so Man, no that's that's pretty it's pretty awesome like seeing that need um and then kind of adopting it into a new and a new niche or channel um giving those people the service I mean I would love that people to show up and fix my bike at home because I mean I want my bike done that same day to be able to go ride so that, that's pretty awesome I guess it, who um who have you found to be like your your like primary customer or like is there a certain type of person that's attracted to your business yeah we've got three customers that we we kind of focus on um like your recreation riders which is like your family your mom who has three kids or even you know, five kids or whatever, they just got a bunch of bikes. They ride them to school or ride with their friends or ride around the neighborhood. Like they're an awesome customer. They love the convenience. And, uh, so they're one. And then the other customer is like, we call them the, the enthusiast, the person that uh, rides three or four times a week or even less. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, just really wants to, um, you know, like they love to ride their bike and don't want to be away from it. So those, those are kind of the two. And then we get like, we get some off the wall, like customers that are yeah. like, one, like I've got some customers up in Park City, Utah that are visitors and they like, oh wow, they come from out of state and they'll have like five or six bikes that they're, they're 
what a cabin or their something. Their cabin, yeah. yeah, or their condo, and we service them for them every year. Like they come out, Dang. ride them throughout the season, and we'll make sure that they're maintained and running good for them. So right, but yeah, the two main ones are like recreation families, and then the enthusiast who loves to ride. Okay, man. So it's super interesting to me thinking about the concept of you know the mobile bike shop because I mean I personally didn't hear about that until we started talking about your bike shop. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been around with you for a while and I heard about it in the very beginning, but at that time it's completely new. Um, and I would imagine that might be one of the challenges. I mean, there's a lot of challenges I could see in that because it's a little bit unknown, you know, like yeah. how, how do we fix bikes on the run or how do we introduce this concept or whatever that looks like? I guess, what did you find to be your biggest challenge? And cause obviously you've grown, you've had some great success. You're so I guess, Tell us, first of all, what was like the biggest challenge from where you were to where I'm uh, at, where you're at now? Like what, what are some of the biggest things that you, you overcame? Totally. So in the early days, like the, the biggest challenge was getting customers because mm -hmm. at the bike shop, you're a brick and mortar store. People drive by, they see your sign, like mm. they search for you. And at the time, Google and like all the online listing companies wouldn't allow you to list a company unless you had a physical location. So that was frustrating too, because I'd have to like list my house mm. as a location. I didn't really want to do that. And so I had to kind of figure out how to market my business without, um, without like being a brick and mortar store and having a, a key location to help market my business. And, um, so yeah, finding customers was really hard in the early days. And the thing that really helped me the most, honestly, was, um, I created somewhat of like a, a funnel, mm -hmm. um, is kind of the term. Um, I would, I identified a market that I knew where they would be and uh, that was mountain bikers and that was kind of like the enthusiast. I knew where they would be. I knew they would be at the trailhead. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the trailhead and I would set up and I'd pull out this sign, like a, what do you call those trifold signs uh -huh. or whatever yeah. that I could ride on with a, with an erasable marker and I'd write free bike checkup or like free uh -huh. suspension checkup. And, um, that would attract a lot of people. The thing that attracted the most people were like free suspension checkups because it was different and kind of sexy. Right. And people were like, well, I've never had my suspension checked out. So right. we, I'd have people come over and be like, so what are you like, what are you doing? And, and it would just spark the conversation. And then I'd throw their bike in the stand or we'd set up their suspension. They go on a ride, they come back and be like, that's the best my bike's ever felt. Give me your card or, Oh, that's awesome. You know, I'd love to schedule an appointment with you. And so I grew really quick because of doing that. And then of course, like customer referrals. So, um, that was probably the thing that helped me grow the best at that time. I've learned mm -hmm. things since that work even better that I can, it's kind of like a lever I can pull now that, uh, markets my business for me um but yeah that's how i overcame the challenge so. well i love that idea and it's like super simple really scrappy and you know i just imagine you like out there like in a dirt parking lot with a sign that says free suspension checkups and yeah i mean it wasn't glory it wasn't like like the best every single time like sometimes i'd show up to the parking lot and i'd sit there for like three or four hours and not a single person would show right up. by yeah, yeah. so you know, like my best days were the weekend mm. on Friday, Saturday, um, Sunday, and then 
you know, holidays were really good, but like it was a hit or miss on the weekdays, but I would always just go there if I didn't have any appointments. I'd just drive there because I was like, I have a chance of seeing the people that I know I can service. So, right. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. No, that's awesome. And so you kind of hinted towards something else also that you said is kind of helping to like a lever that you're pulling now that's helping your business to grow now. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So I, back to like the biggest challenge, which was finding customers, right. Or marketing my business. Like I went down that rabbit hole early on. I spent, I've probably spent the last five years, um, well, a little over than five years actually studying marketing now. Okay. And, and, and I didn't really have anyone to uh, model after because mobile bike shops weren't really big and they still really aren't like they're still not like a thing. They're becoming more popular. But so I, I sought after inspiration from other markets or other industries like online businesses. Um, Technology was really interesting to me, like software. And uh, so I studied these businesses and how they marketed their business. And I learned that they all had a funnel is what it's called, or, or some sort of, um, other terms are like a customer value optimization process. Basically it's a way to bait somebody to come into your, your brand or introduce them to your brand. And then you'd have like a trip wire, um, which is like a kind of a low, low barrier sell, a low barrier item that you'd sell online. And then, um, and then we would, uh, um, we would upsell them to like, uh, a tune up typically. And so I was able to take that and put that online and start marketing. Like, um, we, we had an article that was like the five best trails in, in Utah that we'd push traffic to and people would opt in and give us their email and then on the thank you page we'd invite them to uh purchase something cheap like a a free uh, or not a free but like a a seven dollar no flat repair or something like that Mm -hmm. so a low low barrier entry and then we'd show up at their house and upsell to like a a tune-up or Mm -hmm. they'd have three or four other bikes that we check up and then turn into more sales so that was a really another way for us to you know, pull a lever and start getting traffic to our site and start getting customers. So, yeah. So for the other service business owners out there that want to mimic something like that. So like, if you could put it like simply like in a formula, like you start with, you said some sort of bait, like what, yeah. what, what would you define as like bait? Like what goes into bait? What does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's funny in the early days, um, you know, I was married and my wife was, we actually like, right when we started, we found out that she was pregnant unexpectedly. So it was kind of like freak, all this pressure. (laughs) And she was working luckily, but I was, I was limited on time. Like I had nine months to grow a business and, and I wasn't able to grow enough to like, I I grew enough to provide for our family, but it was still with the bike shop, we have seasons. So Mm. in the off season, I didn't have any income. And so I, I was actually working for an HVAC company down in Arizona and <laughs> it was a small business. I was just like a, uh, a helper. Yeah. You know, I got paid like $15 an hour. It was flexible so I could schedule my appointments around it and stuff. Um, anyways, I was learning this stuff for my business and this friend of mine that I was working for, he was also growing his business, but he was probably two years ahead of me. Okay. Um, yet he was wanting help with doing this for his HVAC business. And so I actually gave him some, like 
we bounced ideas off of each other and he started doing something similar like he was giving away free filters oh, okay like air filters for their um uh for for your house right uh -huh. for life so right. like every two months or every two or two times a year he would go and deliver filters to people yeah and and then uh, upsell like a tune-up right and at some point he actually switched over and started doing uh drop shipping so like he's got filters drop shipped to people so they sign wow. online and they drop ship that's pretty creative house. so that's just an easy way to like introduce people to your brand mm. and you know that's not like I, there's so many other ways you could do it, right? There's so many right. other ways you could splinter your core offer or what you're currently selling and take and create a free item or maybe something that's like really cheap for people to be introduced to your brand. So. Yeah, no, it basically just like, it's just like a, a kind gesture, something like an introduction, you know, scratch their back a little and say, hey, welcome to my brand, uh, you know, build some rapport. Sounds like a trust builder. Yeah. You know, just some, something. And I like how you took that same concept because I'm recognizing you had that concept there in the parking lot with your sign and said, hey, I'll check your suspension for free. And then you took that online by offering them, yeah. you know, a free piece of content, an article, yeah. uh, something to drive, drive traffic to a lower barrier to entry mm -hmm. purchase as well. Yeah. It's kind of like relationships, right? Like when I was, when I met my wife, we met at a hole in the wall Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's called Gualberto's. It's in Draper, Utah. And <laughs> we, we met cause one of my friends walked in with her and you know, I didn't ask her out on a date right there and then. Right. Right. I didn't ask her to marry <laughs> me right there and then either. And, and, uh, I, but what I did do is we just talked, we chatted, we got to know each other. And then, um, so you like carne asada? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like carne asada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, like you've—it's the same way in business. Like that principle applies to business. You right. can't just go for the big sell, or even like even the middle size sell, right off the get-go to people. And that's what most businesses do. I feel like that's where most businesses, especially service businesses, fell, because they they're selling their core like they live and die selling their core offer they never mm. like splinter it down and sell something that is low barrier of entry for somebody to be introduced to their brand and their business right they're going for the big sale yeah you know the big the big equipment install the big either the install or even the tuna yeah everything or the checkup or even the new bike <laughs> like i i have a friend who's in the financial services industry and he was marketing a, a 30 minute consultation and i'm like dude you're asking somebody to give you 30 minutes that doesn't know you like yeah. walk down the street and ask somebody to give you 30 minutes see how hard that is they'll tell you no all day right so the same thing applies to really any business you have to take that 30 minutes and say hey how could i ask somebody for five minutes and how could i prove mm. prove value in five minutes and give them something that's valuable to them in even a minute right so yeah, wow. it's powerful. I feel like that's something that definitely changed my business for sure. No, that's awesome. So obviously you started with like nothing going on. Uh, so where is your business now? What's what's happening? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing right now that I'm really excited about is uh, our membership program. So okay, um, when I so I ran my bike shop in Arizona for close to a year, year and a half. Um, went through some life changes didn't want to live in Arizona anymore, moved back to my home state, Utah. Um, 
I started consulting and working for a friend who is who is teaching dental practices how to create a membership program. Mm. And uh, I, at the same time, I was running my bike shop. And that first season, um, I ran it like I did in Arizona. I sold tune-ups and went to the trailhead and gave away free services. <laughs> like I did the same thing. But I, while consulting for him in the off-season, I realized, holy crap, this membership model could be applied to my business. Mm. And so I, uh, I was kind of leery at first or like suspicious. I didn't think it was going to work. Right. And to be quite honest, I made some mistakes too. Like I, I sold um, the first five people that I sold, I sold an unlimited membership. So it was $500 a year and I did unlimited tune-ups. Yeah. And it was a huge mistake. Like... Was that? I, 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 it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking of an experience of when I, um, uh, managed a property for somebody in exchange for rent. Oh. Like the terms are not very clear. Right. Right. So it was, here's unlimited tune-ups. And then all of a sudden I'd show up and I would, dude, it would be more than like, it would be more than a tune-up and it would be hard to like charge the customer because they'd already paid me 400 bucks per bike. So it just wasn't clear. It's like free Slurpee day at 7-Eleven where they fill up like a kiddie pool or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like it was frustrating because I was all excited about it and then that didn't, like it worked, but it didn't work. Right. Um, And so I had to go through some fine tuning and I finally figured out a a membership that works really well. We sell a a one tune-up a year membership. They get uh, it's actually a, a like a complete tune, so it's not even our base tune. They get all of this value for sixty-seven dollars plus a twenty-five percent discount on uh, services for their for like additional services. So, mm. and it's per bike. So if I had five bikes that I rode a lot mm. that I need tune-ups every year on, I'd buy five memberships. Would, yeah, I'd buy five memberships. Okay. And anytime they needed additional services that year, they'd get a discount. And I actually. I took this time to also raise my prices. So anyone that didn't want to opt in for the membership, they were actually paying a higher price. Oh, but okay. also gave us an advantage to sell too. So we'll show up and we'll quote the bike and tell the people, hey, it's going to be $97 for this tune-up or you can sign up for a membership at $67. And you get a 25% discount on additional services too throughout the year. So if something goes wrong in three months, like you'll get a, t- you'll get a tune-up or if you need a tune-up, you'll get a 25% discount. And then we also do like um, 15% off parts and and uh, accessories and like apparel and stuff like that. So okay, um, we've sold uh, uh, well from last year to this year. Last year we sold 50, and we've added 20 additional uh, memberships this year. Oh, okay. So within two weeks, like this last two weeks, we've added over 20 memberships. We almost almost have 2k in recurring revenue. Um, which is awesome. Like, yeah. So you, I, you've got, you got 20 new guaranteed customers for next year. next year. Yeah. And you already know that they're going to pay you two grand at yep. this point. Yeah. So it's, it's super, you know, as a business owner, it's really relieving to know that I have recurring revenue. Yeah. I can, I can kind of measure my demand next year and it helps me hire people too. So oh, it helps wow. me like, the biggest thing for me is if my current technician decides to quit next year, I can go find another technician and guarantee him work. 
Right, because you know you got at least right now twenty, and I mean the summers just began. Exactly. You've and how you you you've acquired twenty over the last two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, yeah. So for someone who maybe hasn't heard of the membership program and understand it, so like on its face you hear it and you're like, okay, sounds like you're giving away your revenue. Like, what's going on? All of a sudden you're like, you're at their house. You could have charged them ninety-seven. Now you're charging them less. Like, and. Obviously, there's principles behind why you're not actually giving away your business, but maybe help help the listeners understand why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, man, it was kind of hard at first to do that. I thought, yeah, I'm discounting my prices, but at the same time, I actually raised my prices. Right, so you raised it first. I'm providing a little more value mm-hmm. than I was in the tune-up that I'm selling. So we've added some stuff to it that we weren't including in that. Okay. But it's actually the same price that I was selling previously at $67. So you just raised your price and then discounted it for the membership program. Exactly. And the perceived value for your customers just goes up. It just goes up, exactly. So it's an irresistible offer. And I've been on the phone with customers. I've done a couple of appointments with my tech. Uh And it's amazing to see that people say, oh yeah, it's a no-brainer. Of course I'll sign up. Of course I'm doing that. And then when it comes to upselling them another service, it's a no-brainer because right. they're getting a discount. Everybody wants a discount nowadays. Right. That's the problem with our economy is everybody wants to be treated like you know, like brothers and sisters and friends and business yeah. and want a discount. And so we just took that same concept and said, Hey, we'll give everybody a discount. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And that way, you know, like they're, they're not going to anybody else. Correct. They're your guy. They're locked in. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to beat the convenience. No, definitely. Of a mobile service. Definitely. They get a discount. And I mean, we're providing tons of value in just in that one tune up. Yeah. And then for life. So we have gotten some objections. Yeah. Like people were like, well, what if I don't use my tune up next year? Or like, what if I, what if I like yeah, what if I don't need the tune-up next year? And we just tell them, we'll, we'll refund you. Just give us a call. And you also get a 30-day renewal notice. Oh, okay. So like 30 days before their membership renews, they get an email or a text message that says, hey, your membership's renewing. Okay. And um, they can opt out or they can call us and say, hey, I'm not going to need this this year. I've moved or something. Right, right. Or if they just leave it and say, hey, I'll probably use this at some other time, mm-hmm. but don't, we just tell them, give us a call and we'll refund your money. Right. Like that's not a problem or we'll credit it towards your account and you can use that money to buy something or something like that. So yeah, that, that completely dissolves that objection. And I think that was my biggest objection is like, well, I don't think my customers will like being locked in and that's not the case. Everybody's locked in nowadays. Right. From Netflix to Spotify. Yeah. Netflix, Amazon, uh, Spotify, like, even my girlfriend's brother orders like dog treats online and they show up every yeah and there's all these weird like one dollar shave club now right? yeah yeah and at first i thought those things were weird but like they're not because there's convenience of not having to go to the store so we right. we subscribe to diapers we get diapers shipped to oh, our really? house every month um adult size yeah, yeah. <laughs> for our two kids i've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old and it's crazy it learns when they need a, the next size really yeah and you can send the other 
packaging back or like if you get diapers that aren't the right size for your kid you send them back and they refund you for that package or send you a different package wow like, so yeah we live in a subscription economy now right people and you're gonna have the few that are gonna gripe at it they'll yeah. just pay the higher price right who right. freaking cares like but the majority of our customers are saying yes to our membership yeah and it's that's phenomenal because you know reoccurring revenue like systematic recurring revenue, something you really count on in your industry isn't really something that's existed before or in the service industry in a lot of aspects. You know, it's a yeah. one-time service. They jump on Google. They could call any of the first 10 people who show up on the list and they probably don't care who they call. They just look at maybe reviews, but exactly. now they have you as their guy. Um, what's interesting about this as well is, so you, in conjunction with this, and we've only got about five minutes left, but I'd love to talk about your other project going on that yeah. helps power your membership program. Totally. So, um, the name of it is Curry. 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 Okay. This yeah. is your software program. Yeah. So, um, I mean, let's just back up a little bit here, right? We, uh, uh, when I moved to Utah, I started consulting for a friend. I realized that membership programs could be applied to any service business mm -hmm. and that there, there were solutions out there, but they were very applicable to online business. Like, mm. like, uh, membership websites or um, software or just like these subscription box companies and it wasn't really tailored to the service industry it's it, you know it may not seem like it but there are little things that are really important to my business that I realized I needed mm -hmm. and so I partnered with my my brother-in-law Zach uh, Zach Johnson he's a developer and uh he and I started working on on this concept to make it for my, work for my bike shop, and uh, all along knowing that we have the possibility to sell to other service businesses and set this up as a um, a software product for people like me that need membership programs and be able to sell them online easily and manage the the members and manage the billing and the renewals and all that stuff so okay yeah yeah so in a nutshell sounds like curry helps you like create your membership plans sell them online yep manage all those customers um so are you using so curry's brand new it's a brand new product yeah um yeah, are you actually using it in the back end of wasatch bike pros i am yeah so we're definitely new like it's beta we've been testing for probably a month now um we've got some beta users that are using it as well. Um, and we're kind of getting things figured out, but yeah, I'm using it for my own business and it's definitely, it's awesome. Like it's really sweet. I'm yeah, stoked. That's awesome. So if people who are listening want to learn more about either your bike shop or Curry, uh, cause they want to implement their own membership program, is yeah. there a way either maybe they can get a hold of you or maybe they can check out Curry, like give us some resources. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach, you know, and uh, like you can get a hold of Curry at Curry.io. It's not Curry.com. It's Curry.io. And that's spelt with a K. So K-U-R-R-Y. .io. Okay. Um, and my personal email is parker at curry.io, or you can message my bike shop. You can check us out. It's Wasatch Bike Pros, W A S A T C H, bikepros.com. Um, and then same email, you know, parker at wasatchbikepros.com. So, okay. Yeah. Shoot me a message. Ask me anything. You can find me on social media too. Okay, awesome, awesome. And if uh, you guys want to get a hold of myself, you can also shoot me an email. Uh, it's just my first 
name, middle initial, and last name, Trevor D. Hansen at Gmail. We're giving out the personal information today uh, for you guys. So <laughs> I don't even care, man. Yeah, That's no, not at all. I've actually learned if you give it out, like you really don't get that much from people, but right. it just it's powerful to give out your personal information. I feel like, to, yeah, <laughs> and that sounds funny, but like as a business owner, I'd love for somebody to say, Hey, here's my, here's the business owner's contact information. Yeah. If you have any issues, contact him. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. No, it makes it, it makes it way more yeah. personal. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Parker. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking time to chat today. Yeah. Uh, we had a blast and uh, thanks you. Thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll bring you, we'll bring you some more stuff soon. Sweet. So, all right. Have a great day guys. See you.